are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let's go to Romans, the fourth chapter. And let's notice here that in verse 13, For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. The promise is that Abraham would be heir of the world. Not just a portion, heir of the world. Was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now hold the phrase, righteousness of faith. Come down to verse 16. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. It had to be by faith that it might be by grace, because faith is the only way you can enter into grace. Come over to the fifth chapter, verse 2. Well, one and two. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. That's the only way you have access into God's willingness is through faith. Now, go to the 10th chapter of Romans. We'll tie this righteousness, which is a faith, in verse 5. Moses describeth the righteousness, which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. First of all, he tells you what the righteousness of faith wouldn't say. Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ again from the dead. And he said the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say that. Now remember, the righteousness which is of faith is how Abraham is going to become heir of the world. Now remember, the promise to Abraham was to Abraham and his seed, everlasting covenant. Galatians three twenty nine says, If ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. All right? He said the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say we'll have to bring Jesus back to get this done. We'll have to get death reversed and him back on the earth in a physical body to get this done. But what saith it? What saith what? The righteousness which is our faith speaketh. Now, it says the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now remember, Jesus was the word of God personified. The rod that Moses used was a type of Logos or Jesus. It was a type of the Word of God. It supplied their needs. It brought miracles of sustenance and all that they needed in military victory. Here he says the righteousness which is of faith that is to bring this promise into being would say you don't have to have Jesus back in his physical body to do it. You don't have to bring Jesus from heaven. But the Word is nigh me now. God's Word is nigh me, and it's even in my mouth, and then it gets in my heart. Now, do you see what he's saying? Paul says all you need is the Word of God. In other words, Jesus is seated today at the right hand of the Father until His enemies are made His footstool. 
Now, he's not coming back to supply these things that we have need of. But Paul says, the righteousness which is of faith is the way that Abraham's seed is going to become heir of the world. See, that promise is a living word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but that word will not fail. Now, the way that Abraham's seed is going to enter into that promise. And you see, actually, that promise was to Abraham and his seed, and that seed was Christ. Well, we are the body of Christ. Paul said, now you're the body of Christ. So the church is the body of Christ. So to enter into that promise today, we're going to do it through the righteousness of faith. Now, see, that promise is a living thing. It is a promise in God's Word. And Galatians 3.29 activates it over in the New Covenant. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, the promise that God made to Abraham concerning being heir of the world. So it comes about through the righteousness of faith. And he tells you what the righteousness of faith would say. You don't have to bring Jesus back. You don't have to reverse the process of death. Jesus doesn't have to come back because the Word is nigh me now. What Word? The Word of promise. The Word of promise that He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. See, whereby are given unto us exceeding greed and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. See, you can become a partaker of the divine nature today because of being the seed of Abraham. You're born of the Spirit of God, but it's going to come through the righteousness of faith. It's not going to happen to you just because it's in the Bible. It's when you take the promise of God, which is the eternal Word, and begin to speak that Word, proclaim that Word, Like Paul says, it's in your mouth and then it's in your heart. Now, see, he's quoting an Old Testament scripture. That's coming from Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, where God told Israel, it's not beyond the sea, that you have someone to go get it, bring it to you, and it's not in heaven. See, these blessings that we're talking about here is not in heaven. This is earthly blessings that is available today. It is our promised land. It comes through the righteousness which is of faith. That's why the devil fights the message of righteousness so much. Some churches, they'll throw you out on your ear (laughs) for trying to say you're the righteousness of God. Because the devil knows if he can keep you just being an old poor sinner and just unworthy, you're not going to operate in the righteousness which is of faith. Because, you see, to a person that is an old poor sinner, they think it's blasphemy to say, I'm the righteousness of God, and I am an heir of the world through the promise that God gave to Abraham. Now, watch what he says here. The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in the heart God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. See, you can believe with your heart unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Now, the word salvation here does not just mean being born again. does not mean just being saved. The word salvation means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness. Now, he is saying you can be born again by just believing in your heart. But he said if you want to get deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness, remember The rod of Moses brought deliverance. 
the rod was a type of the Word of God, then he says, if you want deliverance, preservation, and healing, and all the things that are available under this new covenant, you better get your mouth in motion. Now, why is the mouth so important? Well, come right on over to verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, see what Paul's whole thrust of what he's saying here in the 10th chapter is trying to get over to us? Is that faith comes by you speaking what God said. He's saying you don't have to get Jesus to come back. You remember Jesus was on the earth and he's just walking along there one day with his disciples. He's supplying every need that they needed. He's healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. And boy, I mean, he's got 82 people working in his ministry and supporting them all. And all of a sudden, he just said to them, he said, you'd be better off, I'd go away. And I just imagine they thought, what in the world are you talking about? Peter said, my, I'd have to go back to fishing to make a living if you went away. But what he meant was, if I go not away, the comforter will not come. If I don't go away, you won't enter into the new covenant. The new covenant's better than the old covenant. You see, they're operating under the old covenant back there and getting the people healed and their needs met. But we have a better covenant. So here, Paul is saying you don't have to bring him back. The righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say we're going to have to wait till Jesus comes back before we get all these things. Now, you know, a lot of religious ideas tells us we're going to get the pie in the sky when we get to heaven. We're going to get all these blessings when we get to heaven. Well, he's telling you here that the word is nigh you. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. Now, you know that faith works in the heart. It won't work in the head. It works in the heart. Now, let's take, for instance, the parable of the sower. Mark, the fourth chapter, he says, The sower soweth the word. When Jesus explains the parable, he said, The sower soweth the word. So we're sowing seeds when we speak words. Now, he's specifically speaking God's word. This is what Paul is referring to here. He said, The word is nigh you. It's even in your mouth and in your heart. In other words, you don't have to get Jesus to come back. The promise is still a living promise, just as powerful as if Jesus were here himself to cause the manifestation of it. Now, wasn't that what Peter said? He's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. If you don't have knowledge of it, you certainly can't believe for it, can you? No way you can believe for something you don't have knowledge of. Now, if the word gets in your mouth, the word of promise... You speak it and quote it until the divine energy of that promise gets inside you. Faith comes by hearing. If God's words fill with faith, then that faith will get inside you. The living force of that promise will get inside you, and then it'll cause that promise to live inside you. The more it gets in your mouth, the more it'll get in your heart. The more it gets in your heart, the more it'll get in your mouth. Now, there's a dynamo going there. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear it, the more faith you have the divine energy of God, then Peter goes on to say that you'll be partakers of the divine nature. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, all of this week we have CD offer number 7409. It's entitled, The Life and Power of Words. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. In this series... We do actually a seminar on words. 
the life and the power of those words. Positive words bring positive things. Have you noticed that your dog will obey your words? When you say, get, uh, he'll go. (laughs) You call him and he will come. Did you know the blessings of God will do the same thing? If you call what God said, you call things that are not. The promise of God. What is the promise of God? Well, Second Peter chapter 1 said, God hath given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue. You can't believe any further than you have knowledge. And if you don't know what the word said, you can't possibly believe it. But God has already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, someone said, why don't I have them? Have you ever called them? Have you ever confessed that they were yours? See, God taught Abraham to call things that are not as though they were. That's what we're to do. Call the promise of God that's not manifest as though it were manifest until it is manifest. The life and the power of words. Well, how do you overcome all that evil stuff or foolish stuff that you've spoken? Well, repent of it and begin to overcome evil with good. That's what Paul said. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Start confessing the good word of God and put the word of God out there to working for you. Your words are spirit words when you speak the word of God, for God's word spirit and life. And those words get to the future before you do and prepare the way for you. You need this life and power of words. Offer number 7409. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $34. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.